Well, welcome. I am Paula Grigorovich, owner of the Polity Company and creator of Intuitive Intelligence. And today, I welcome everyone to the 12 Days of Intuitive Intelligence. It is Thursday, December 8, 2011. And today, we are talking about the secrets about how animal communication can change your life and how animals, some of my favorite living friends, can teach you about developing your intuition because we have got with us today Val Hart. Welcome, Val. Hey, thanks, Paula. I'm delighted to be here. I'm thrilled to have you here. I can say, and just before I introduce Val, I just have to say when I thought, I was really thinking around you know, intuitive intelligence and that intuition piece because it's always my goal to bring you experts that can really help you deepen that for yourself. You know, duh, it was right in front of me. Val, I can invite Val because of the work that she does with animal communication and just the amazing untapped resource we have for building our intuitive muscle by learning from our furry, feathered, and other friends. So let me tell you a little bit about Val. Val is called the real Dr. Doolittle. She's an animal communication expert, animal whisperer, animal behaviorist, internationally recognized pet psychic and master healer for people and their animals. She is also a world-renowned equestrian health, behavior, and performance expert. She works with celebrities and other animal lovers who are struggling with their animals because after 10 trips to the vet, they still don't know why their animal is sick. They can't get their dog to stop eating their shoes. Their horse refuses to jump, bucks them off, or runs away with them. And so Val solves these problems in minutes, not years, because she bridges the gap between you and the animals in your life. She also loves teaching animal lovers how to communicate with the animals themselves so that you can save money at the vet, solve your pets, you know, yourself, solve their behavior, performance and training problems, and learn how to deepen your heart connection with all your animals. And, of course, we're going to be going as far in depth as we can in our hour today, but you can learn a ton about Val at her website, valheart.com. So, again, like I said, I am an utter and complete animal lover, really a cat lover, but I also love dogs and other all kinds of creatures. And for those of you who followed me on my blog, I was actually turned into a horse lover <laughs> this summer after being terrified by them for years. So just that idea, that deep connection that we have, and they have so much to teach us. Uh, I can remember my, my cat who passed this past year, and he was just so wise. And I'd just get down with him, look out the window, and think, like, what are you seeing, and what can you teach me right here? And that's what Val's going to help us learn and, you know, really find what they have to teach us. So, you're famous now, Val. You're everywhere. <laughs> But how in the world did you get into animal communication? Well, I'm so, you know, Paula, I've been doing this professionally since 1993 uh, for a long time now, you know. And um, what's happened is at this point in my career, I'm, I really am. I'm very well respected. I'm one of the top people in my field, which is actually one of my goals <laughs> a long time ago. So I made it. Um, I'm a frequent guest on radio, I've been on TV, I've written books, I'm a contributing author to other books, I've been a columnist. You know, I, I teach, I work with people and animals all over the world. Um, I share their animals' voices and their wisdom, and the ultimate result is it creates more balance, more peace of mind, and it really injects more joy and love right into our hearts, you know, in, into the hearts of our animal lovers. Uh, all of us that love animals, but it hasn't always been this way. Back in the early 1990s, I had my own corporation. Uh, you may not know this. I had a corporation doing market research, and wow. I was completely miserable. It was a company that I had envisioned and created uh, with my colleagues and with two of my um, marketing and business professors at the UT San Antonio, University of Texas here in San Antonio, and it was started, It got off to a really great start, um, you know, and graduated college, and I was really pretty good at it. But what I realized is it really didn't make my heart sing. And after four years of being in business, we closed the doors uh, because literally I was dying. I had Lyme disease. I was very, very ill. I was in chronic pain. 
I was getting sicker as time went on, and it was like the heart went out of me. It's like I just didn't have any enthusiasm for it anymore. Um, I was married, and unfortunately the relationship I was in was a, a bit abusive. It was a really painful and difficult, dark night of the soul kind of time in my life. Um, I was actually suicidal at times. And I didn't really know how much more time I had left you know, on the planet. But however long that was, I decided that I really wanted it to mean something. So I began praying, and I researched, and I started looking uh, for answers. What was it that I could do? I wanted to find something that I could do that would make make a difference, that would change people's lives for the better, that would, you know, I, ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to make a difference on the planet. You know, I knew there was a, a crying need. It was part of my purpose, you know, to to, to change something to for the better. And so... Uh, and this is kind of it's really kind of sad to say, but when I was doing all the soul searching, what I realized is that there was only one area in my whole life that I could point to and touch and say, I can connect with this, and it's consistently brought me joy, mm. and that was with that was being with animals. And so I decided then and there to do something to improve the lives of animals in whatever way I could. And that was the decision point that opened up a whole new world for me. Um, I know um, somewhere I got the concept or idea, probably just downloaded it. <laughs> you know how that goes. Uh, downloaded the, 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 um, the brainstorm, you know, the intuitive spark triggered for me. And at the time, my husband and I had two cats, two master teachers disguised as cats. And, uh, and um, they were wonderful. It was, it was so cool to have these cats in our life, except my husband had invested a great deal of money into these enormous speakers. Uh, oh. <laughs> he, he was a professional tenor, uh, a professional opera singer and a tenor. Mm-hmm. And music was critically important to him. It was so, such a powerful part of his life. And the cats thought that the speakers were fabulous scratching posts. Uh-huh. And um, so <laughs> they were in danger of losing their life. You know, it was really, really bad. And so I, I, I intuited that perhaps if I connected with them in some way, if I could somehow explain the situation to them, if I could somehow connect, you know, if I could share that, that maybe we could solve the problem together. And that's what we did. I wound up using a technique I had learned through uh, a meditative practice similar to neuro-linguistic programming. Some people may recognize that. Um, and and what, what happened, it was really fascinating. It's like I was picking up some interesting stuff. And, you know, instead of turning inward to do the process, I was focusing to the animals. So there's a, real, there's a nice little tip for you. If you know a meditative process like that, but you typically go inward, what you might want to try, this is an experiment, is actually focus it toward your animal and see what happens. It's kind of fun. Um, but anyway, so what happened is I did the process. I saw things. I had no idea. I mean, I was getting images. I was feeling feelings. I heard thoughts. I got voices. It was just this wild experience. And guess what? Afterwards, they stopped scratching on my husband's speakers. It's pretty magical. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, <clears throat> so it saved our sanity and avoided my husband's wrath, you know, as well as saving, of course, the money that we would have had to put out for new speakers or to have them repaired in some way. Which only for them out. to rip it up again. <laughs> only Exactly, only for them to have a great time ripping it up again. So, um, so the experience led me to discover that we could actually help prepare our animals for um, things like when we go away on vacation, you know, uh, I know our cats used to be frantic when we would leave for a little vacation or a three-day holiday or something like that. Um, and so all of a sudden I thought, oh, what if we just told them where we were going? <laughs> well, this is probably something they might need to know. <laughs> and, so, and so I did, and it was a night and day difference. I mean, it was a huge significant difference in their health and the easing of their stress. And it was like they didn't care if we left anymore because they were clear about what was going on. 
you know, they didn't think that we had died and would never come home. You know, they, they knew where we were. They knew they could reach us if they needed to. They knew why the neighbor was now coming into their house to feed them <laughs> and not just, you know, some stranger, you know, in, interloping into their midst and messing with their food. So that's, that wasn't good. <clears throat> anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, so it, it got started. You know, it's like, okay, okay. So the, the concept started opening up for me. I have to tell you, this is a really cool story. The first time I actually heard an animal talk as if it were a person speaking, just like, you know, hopefully y'all can hear my voice, um, there was like hearing an animal speak this clearly. It was when I was with a friend of mine. She was doing some animal body work. She was an expert, a professional at doing neuro, um, neurosacral, uh, cranial sacral neuro work. Um, she was an expert at dissolving scar tissue and realigning body structure and blah, blah, blah. She was, she's amazing. Um, but anyway, um, so she was working with her horse and, who had a huge knot in her hip. And the mare, her name was Valkyrie, um, was listening to us and was try, you know, working with us. And everything that my friend uh, Charlene was doing was not budging this huge knot. Um, it was quite an injury. And so we're sitting there, and I'm, I'm holding the horse. I'm trying to help and, and blah, blah. You know, I'm just going on with it and just kind of being there and enjoying the, the, the being around a horse, which I love horses. Um, and all of a sudden, I heard another voice in my head, and it was just Charlene and me and the horse. I mean, there wasn't anybody else there, but I heard another voice as clear as a bell. And she had a comment about something that we were talking about, and I, I startled, and I thought, oh, who is that? And I realized it was Valkyrie. Valkyrie had something to say, <clears throat> and I could actually hear her. And so we wound up doing this wonderful kind of a conversation with Valkyrie, and I wound up at one point asking her about her hip and what had happened you know, to her hip, that she had this massive injury. And she started downloading literally the experience that she had, what had happened, um, who was there, what object she had run into, how upset it had made her, the whole story. It was like I was in her viewpoint, and it, it, was, it was really visceral. I mean, I could feel where she impacted the steel door and the fence and when she tripped on this and, and what the, the people did. And it was just, it was, it was amazing. And so I'm translating it as fast as I could so that Charlene would understand what I was receiving. And miraculously, as she shared her heart, as she shared her story, and as I gave it voice so that we could understand, the knot began to melt, and by the end of the story, it had completely gone away. It was amazing. So my, uh, my friend Charlene was really impressed, and she started taking me with her to see her other clients. And what we learned is that if I connected and communicated with the animals before and stayed connected with them during the process and reconnected after their work to see how they felt and what was different, that it made a huge difference for the animals in their recovery process. It actually accelerated them healing um, pretty dramatically. And in fact, <clears throat> this is interesting, one really valuable dressage horse had almost amputated his hind foot in a trailering accident. And she had been trying to help him. His, his owner was really, really wanting her horse, you know, to be rideable and to get him back and healthy again. But the problem was is that he was really unpredictable. He was dangerous. He was fussy. Um, and usually there was just no way that she could access that tender area that she needed to work on without being in fear for her life. Um, and in fact, she had already told the owner that she just couldn't work with this horse anymore, that, you know, he, he was, he had almost hurt her, you know, um, and she couldn't risk it. And so, so we got to talking and she thought, and we had the idea, had the brainstorm, he might cooperate if he actually understood what we're trying to do. You know, what if he gave us permission? What if he partnered with us so that we could help him? And so we tried it one more time. Well, she tried it one more time. I went with her that time. So we went out there, and she asked me to let him know what she was going to do, how it was going to feel, why she was wanting to do it, and offer it to him. 
And so I shared that with him. And then I asked him to make us some promises because the truth was is that she wasn't willing to work with him if he didn't promise us that he would do everything he could to keep her safe and to cooperate. Because literally she had to lay down under his belly on the ground and get between his hind legs to reach that area of his foot. You know, I mean, you can imagine it, right? Wow. So he, once he understood, his attitude did a 180-degree shift. All of a sudden he is totally connected to us. We are the most important people in this whole world at that point. (laughs) Um, He demonstrated that he absolutely gave us permission uh, to help him. He was delighted that he got to share his story and be heard. And he loved getting his questions and concerns answered. And he really, really wanted the help with his foot. And so she wound up being able to lay under his legs, reach his hind legs, he was he stood still like a statue, like a rock. He told us how it felt. Uh, when she got into a pain spot, he told us, and I would, of course, relay that to her so she could shift, you know, and, and help and make it better. And instead of being retired and living the rest of his life in pain, he recovered and he began competing in dressage again. Isn't that cool? That's really oh. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to... Trying to get over the laying underneath the legs part. Um, I got that one. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. 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 And, and, yeah, and it, it, you know, for myself, having been terrified and the experience I went through this summer of just being able to realize that, you know, the magnitude of it, but then how you can start to work with an animal. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't have to be um, hard. Uh, but. Oh. So when they cooperate, it, it works. Yeah. You know, when they cooperate, when they partner with you, when you mm-hmm. connect at the heart and heart and mind and mind level, and you synchronize, you know, together, um, mm-hmm. then you're in partnership. You just joined up. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're not uh, fighting each other. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say where you need to step up, where maybe you personally need to not step up as much, so that you can be in that partnership and find that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of times, you know, just to bring some context to it, a lot of times when you think, okay, I want to develop my intuition and maybe I want, you know, maybe I'm a spiritual seeker and I want to develop my intuition or maybe I'm a business owner or someone and I want to develop my intuition, my intuitive intelligence. Well, you know, what direction do I take? Oftentimes we, we turn to, you know, to humans, to gurus, to teachers, to all kinds of things. And what I'm hearing from you is really how animals can be our teachers and healers. So I guess the question I have for you is, how would we know if we're ready to expand our intuition in this way by listening to our animals? And, and perhaps you can share about how, you know, what we learn here is, you know, transferable in so many ways beyond just getting the cat to stop scratching the couch. Exactly, yes. Good. Uh, great question, Paula. So what you need to understand is that animals are actually the, what I call the barometers of our souls. That's that human-animal body-mind connection. It's where they mirror us. They reflect back to us our own woundings, our own blind sides, our disconnections, our dis-ease, and our imbalances. And so when we have a problem with them, what they're asking us to do is to go deeper, to look inside ourselves, to connect with ourselves intuitively, to consider the emotional and spiritual and energetic disturbances within us in order to find the solution. And so when we're connected with animals, what they're doing is they're teaching us all the time. You know, they have so much wisdom. And what it can look like on the surface is you might be worried about your animal's behavior or performance or maybe you're feeling scared because they're sick or suffering from like a mystery illness or lameness problem. You might lose sleep and, and money worrying you know, because your animal is damaging property or behaving badly. And you might even be facing a difficult decision about whether to put them down or sell them or get rid of them. You know, honestly, I mean, the truth is with animals, things can go wrong. You know, but if we know the key, if we know the secret, and we know how to connect and listen to them, then we can bust that. Then we can see the truth about what's really going on. And so, how I think that it, you'll know that you're ready for this work if you're a spiritually minded seeker who's passionate about improving your animal's long term health and happiness and well being. If you're ready for a long term resolution to animals, your animal's problems 
which may in fact not be theirs, but might be yours, um, and, and get assistance in balancing your own life, you know, and, and your other relationships in your health. If you want to enjoy heart-to-heart, mind-to-mind communication with animals and other people in your life, you want deeper clarity on how to actually communicate from an energetic level, um, and if you really want to develop your own intuitive skills and abilities. You know, and I also have to say, because I'm an agent of change, if you're an agent of change in the world, you are here with a purpose, you've got a big heart, you feel guided to make a difference, then you're ready to learn how to bridge the gap between where you are to where you want to be. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so clear of just how far-reaching this learning this connection can be, even yeah. though you know initially you might not make connect all the dots. Yeah. Um, so, so give us a little sense of you know we've set some context and learned a little bit more about you, but you know what are you going to be sharing with us here during our time okay. together? Great. Today we're going into five of the most important secrets about communicating with animals, and what I want you to discover is how learning to connect with animal wisdom actually changes your life improves all your relationships, not just with animals, but with important people too. You're going to learn that animals are trying to communicate with you all the time. They need to tell you what's going on with them, where they hurt, what happened in their life, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. They need, uh, you're also going to learn why it's important. Um, you know, it's important because people misunderstand animals when we don't know how to speak their language, when we don't know how to consider their viewpoint. And it often gets us into interesting and sometimes really painful and awful predicaments. You know, um, it's also really cool because it's a surefire way to get your dog to stop barking or jumping on people, keep them from dashing into the street and getting hit by a car. It helps with feline frustrations, like solving litter box problems or scratching the furniture. Helps with the horses who are biting or kicking or you know dangerous. Uh, so I'm going to be sharing. Five fundamental secrets to communicating so you can have more fun with your dog, ride your horse in perfect partnership, and enjoy the remarkable benefit of your cat's infinite wisdom and their love and their peace. So does that sound good? It sounds good, especially if I can use it on my neighbor's dog. <laughs> oh, that's great. You can. You can. Uh, so, uh, so I've got a lot of information to share with you today. Um, I hope we don't go over the hour. I'm going to do my best to get it all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm going to give you everything I can, and, and trust me, there's so much more to cover. I'm going to promise. Uh, I'm going to promise that at the end, I'm going to show you how to take it further if you want to. Okay? You want to talk about the first secret? That sounds great. All right. So the the first secret that that I was understanding is just you know starting to recognize and understand the fact what you've already shared with us that animals are telepathic and we can share information, you know, energetically. You know, so if the word telepathically kind of scares you off, but the fact that we are communicating in nonverbal, energetic sort of ways. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how can we start using this? Mm-hmm. Good. So the first secret is, you know, the first thing I want you to understand is that the way that I teach animal communication is actually an all-encompassing spiritual journey. It changes my students' lives, it expands their minds, it enriches their experience here on Earth, because that's what our animal teachers want to do for us. You know, I have more of these secrets on my special web page, if anybody would like to go there now. It's valheart.com forward slash acsretreat.html. That's valheart.com acsretreat.html. There are more than 25 critically important secrets about communicating with animals that I teach. Um, it's a special web page. Uh, it's valhart.com forward slash acsretreat.html. There are more than 25 critically important secrets about communicating with animals that I teach in the virtual retreat. But I want to give you these first five now to get you started. And what you want to know is that the rest build on these foundational concepts. The first one, as you touched on a minute ago, is that animals are, in fact, telepathic. That's just a fancy way of saying that they can feel, sense, and hear each other over distances. And by the way, you do this every day yourself, although you may not be consciously aware of how you're actually receiving and sharing information with others at the energetic level. Animals are highly intuitive. They have to be in order to survive. 
If you've ever noticed how Fido knows when it's time for a bath and conveniently disappears, <laughs> or have you noticed how Fluffy exercises her Houdini skills when it's time to go to the vet, or how about when Trigger heads for the hills when it's time for your riding lesson or, or decides to go take a mud bath right before <laughs> it's time for you to uh, go clean them up? Yep, that's because they know how to read your mind. They can hear your thoughts. They feel your feelings. And they can, in fact, sense what's going on inside your body, too. So the question is, how can learning how to read their mind to intuit to develop your intuition with them, help you improve your life and your health and your own well-being. It's really an extraordinary spiritual journey. And it's a lot of fun, and it can help you solve behavior and training and health problems. For instance, some of you may know multimillionaire success coach Kendall Summerhawk. <clears throat> I think you know her, Paula, right? Uh, yeah, I know of her. You know of her? Um, <laughs> she became one of my clients when she finally got her dream horse, Drusso is an 11-year-old Grand Prix dressage and illusion stallion. And from day one, she had problems with this very expensive horse. He arrived from across the country. He was stressed. He was upset at his new environment. He was heartbroken and heartsick at leaving his, his prior um, place where he had friends and, you know, he had his routine and he had his place in the herd. Um, and it was a very different kind of country also. He came from Florida and wound up in Arizona. <laughs> it's a very different place. Anyway, <laughs> just slightly, right? Um, anyway, he wound up foundering, and uh, nothing that they tried was getting him to be sound. He had this mystery lameness problem. He was dangerous. He was uncooperative. Uh, Kendall actually wound up, and she's actually a pretty good horse handler, uh, she's been around them so much of her life, and she actually wound up being afraid of him. She she was um, she felt like her dream had turned into a nightmare. You know, honestly, it was really really desperate. And so she contacted me, and I worked with him. And literally, after one session of communicating with him, we got him all back on track. We connected him up in a new partnership. We found out how he where he was hurting, what the pain actually was about, and, and you'll be probably surprised maybe to know that it, it was actually more mental and emotional uh, than it was physical. And once we cleared that, they immediately went out and practiced what I taught them and started working together, and they were on the road to recovery, and now they're having a great time. They're, uh, in fact, um, Drusso taught her how to ride Passage and Piaf, uh, advanced uh, skills, and also taught her how to do the Spanish walk, which is really cool. They taught each other how to do that together just by connecting and synchronizing and discussing it and then discovering it and expressing it for themselves, which is a totally different way of training and working with horses, wouldn't you think? Yeah, yeah just a bit. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, they amazed their um, their trainer <laughs> and had a blast uh, doing it, too. So. You know, so that's the first secret. That's that's the first. That's the foundation one that you need to know. Yeah, yeah, that's just such a cool story. I just love it. And so, yeah, so one we've got under our belts that we know that there is this way to communicate with animals and share information and connect with them and partner them. So, what's the second secret that we need to know? Okay, second secret. We're going to build on the first. Animals continually share their thoughts and feelings with you every day and in many ways, and you're already receiving their messages. The key to develop your intuition and heart-centered connection, heart connection is it helps you better understand what they're trying to tell you. Um, some of my students will say, learning to see the world through the perspective of my animal friends helps me recognize all the amazing things that I've been missing. Uh, one other said, um, this is a whole new level of communication through feelings and visualizations that most of us are completely unaware of. It's like learning a foreign language and then being able to talk to a whole new community of people all around you all the time. Um, so it's, it's very, very cool. Um, to help you get a deeper experience of how this works, I have an exercise for you. You ready? Yeah. So, so take a minute and tune in to your animal. I'm assuming you've got one, or at least you could imagine one, <laughs> or at least you know what one looks like. <laughs> you've probably seen an animal at some point in your life. Hmm. 
So consider your animal and take a moment. Have a nice big breath. And relax. And choose to be fully present right here and right now. Focus toward your animal. And take a moment to notice their behavior, their demeanor, their attitude. Might notice, do they seem skittish or calm? What happens when you're near them? Anything change? And what happens when you go away, when you leave? Again, anything change, anything different? Just notice, be aware. I'm going to ask you to make a note of this, of how, what you're picking up. I want to talk a minute about it while you stay present with it. One of the mistakes that we make is to simply focus on their body language. Now, body language really is important, but it's only the surface of things. What I want you to do is tune in a little deeper. Feel into your own intuition. What does your intuition say about how this animal is feeling? And just let that come to you. For now, don't worry about whether you made it up or not or it's your imagination. Just feel what you feel. Telepathic information is shared primarily through feelings and emotions. It can also include what many describe as a voice in their head that doesn't sound like their own usual mental chatter. Sometimes I've experienced animals' voices with different accents or tones or even grammatical syntax. And sometimes the phrasing is unique, very unique to them. So it may come to you more of an in, in an intuitive, knowing kind of way, kind of like a gut feeling. You know, did you know you have neural cells lining the solar plexus and digestive system? Energy carries information that we actually receive first in that area, our first brain, and it's called that because this area of our developing bodies actually formed first. Then the neural cells split off and became the brain stem and then began to form the heart and finally completed the spinal cord and formed the brain. That's why it's really important to realize that your primary source of first information often comes through the gut, then the heart, and then the head. And in our society, most of us forget this and we think that we communicate from our head. That's a mistake. With animal communication and with telepathic communication, energy exchange, communicating at this level, heart-to-heart -heart level, that's a mistake because animals communicate from their bodies first, their gut and their heart, then they communicate in their head. There are three signature styles of receiving information that everyone has and was born with. There's clairvoyance, clairaudience, and clairsentience. And it's really important to recognize and acknowledge which is your signature style so that you can further develop your inborn innate skill and ability. And by the way, we go into this in a, in a lot more depth in the virtual retreat that I'll tell you about in a minute. So does that help? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. And, and I got some conflicting kind of back and forth answers, like when uh -huh. it comes to my, my skittish little bipolar kitty. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of uh you know it's kind of interesting yeah 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 um, so uh huh go ahead oh I was gonna say that that makes total total sense and it and it's in, you know you're just touching the surface here I know just that idea so you start to recognize what I'm hearing is it's important that you start to recognize for yourself how you receive this kind of information yes. you know what your what your clear is which way you feel them so that you can start to notice them mm -hmm. and then develop them yes. That's right. And, yeah. and again, they're trying to share this with you every day in every way they can. And by the way, most of them think that humans are incredibly dense. They don't know how we survive <laughs> because we are so disconnected. Um, you know, and so often they'll get very demonstrative, you know, because they're like, like working with a, you know, a handicapped person, uh, you know, and no offense to handicapped, but it's like if, if you are working with somebody that can't hear you, then you you then you'll act it out, you'll mime it, you know, it's like you go like your dog, I need to go outside to go pee. Well, I can't just tell my person, 
I'm going to have to run to the door, bark, and then I'm going to have to run back and touch their paw or or hit them with their nose, then run to the door and hope they noticed. (gasps) Did they see me? No? Oh, crap. Okay, I'm going to run back over there and make a mess, you know, and then I'm going to run back to the door and pray, pray, pray that they notice this time. You know, that's kind of how their life becomes. Um, And it's so basic, and if you can imagine how much you would miss if that was the only kind of communication that your animal knew and was able to get give mm-hmm. you, you know, what would you miss? You would miss oh, everything, you know? Yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I would say animals don't come with flashcards, so we have to learn how they're trying to communicate with us. <laughs> exactly, just like people. I know. Well, if we just had operating manuals. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Okay, so so we're receiving this information, um, and I know that they're trying to tell me things, uh, and that I'm receiving the messages. I may or may not notice some, but this is a good moment to say, yeah, this is good. I can take this further. So, you know... Uh, what what's the fourth secret here? What's the uh... okay? We're on the third. That's the, oh, the third secret. secret. Okay, yeah. I don't want to skip one here. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> so um, when you practice animal communication, you wind up saving so much time and energy and frustration and a whole lot of money for the rest yeah. of your animal's life and for every animal you come in contact with. For example, you know if your animal really needs to go to the vet or if their problem is not something the vet can help them with. Mm-hmm. You can help them heal from painful health issues, traumatic experiences, trauma, just by listening to them, by giving them a voice, by hearing them. You know how much healing there is in just being able to share what happened to you, right? If something happened mm-hmm. to you that, that hurt you or was confusing or was really exciting, there's a lot of healing in, the, in being able to share it with your important mm-hmm. person. Well, that happens for animals, too. If you're competing with your animal, you know, I work with a lot of uh, professional and um, and amateur, like, um, uh, sport horse, you know, people, uh, equestrians, mm-hmm. um, and some dog, professional dog, uh, you know, show dogs. Um, but if you're competing with them, you can really help them improve their performance in their game just by talking with them. It's so cool. Um, and, you know, our animals get older, um, and we can better support them through their golden years. Um, and, by the way, you can even reconnect with them after they've crossed over, which is, I know, you know when we lose animals, often it's, it's such a heartbreak, you know. We, we want to know, know where they are, how they're doing, what's happening, you know. So you can do that uh, once you know how. Um, one of my clients, Marlene, Marlene Ring is um, a professional dog trainer, and she had told me when she came into the course, she was so frustrated because she knew that she had these charges. She was supposed to be training, and she couldn't really understand or communicate with them before she took my course. And once she did, oh, my God, she took off. It's like she, she became more effective. She was seeing different results with her dogs and her people. She even learned how to talk with her, her clients better. <laughs> so, so that was very cool. And, and it made her training sessions go so, they were so much more fun. And it went so much faster. It was great. Um, also, this is something that you want to know. Often animals can point out something going on within us that we didn't even know. For example, if your animal repeatedly goes to a certain part of your body, it may be that you need to pay more attention attention to that area. There may be something wrong there. Um, you know, um, you know, animals are are known. You know, dogs especially. I think we use to help us. You know, they know when seizures are coming. They know. Uh, I remember I met a wonderful dog, Romeo, um, whose person was um, a diabetic, and her dog, her dog uh, could tell her when she needed an insulin shot. Mm. She, uh, her dog knew that and would tell her, and she would do it, and it, it, that's what helped keep her, you know, well um, yeah. to that point. You know, so animals are healers, and they share with us opportunities to learn from them. So, for another fun story, Jojo uh, was a black Frisian gelding who was extraordinarily good at jumping and dressage. He was kicking the walls of his stall so loudly it sounded like a booming drum. <laughs> The whole stable was echoing. He would bite anyone he could reach, and he had kicked one of his grooms, knocking him into a wall and almost broke his leg. 
when I talked with Jojo, it turned out that he was really upset because there was a new young colt that had been moved into the stall next to him that was actually being fed and turned out first and was getting a lot of attention. And Jojo was a senior horse. He felt he was being badly disrespected, and he was just trying to let everybody know about it because it was not right from his viewpoint. So once we acknowledged his rightful position in the herd, we discussed the new colt, we corrected the management issue, JoJo was fine. He went back to being calm and trustworthy, uh, you know, the wonderful soul that he really was. So, you know, it's very, very interesting. When we, what, you know, what we're talking about here is a fascinating way to access your instinct, your, your intuition, your body's wisdom. The learning how to be quiet mentally while being fully present and engaging the world from a heart-centered space. Yeah, that last sentence is, is huge, right? To be able yeah. to quiet the the mind and, and focus it while while being fully present in the world. Yes. From a heart-centered space. Yes, and that's what our animals, that's the gift that our animals want to teach us. Isn't that cool? It is. It's really great. Yeah, so now I'm afraid to ask what number secret we're on. <laughs> I get so wrapped up in the stories and then, you know, yeah, I, you know, I, know. I realize, yeah, so I, I, <laughs> we can start, you know, connecting and, and knowing what they need to tell us, uh, okay. much like yep. with this uh, with this horse. So mm-hmm. what, what's the next secret that we the need to know? <laughs> the next one is about our attitude. This is the fourth secret. The fourth secret is about your attitude because attitude is critically important when we're talking with animals. Your attitude can expand your heart and mind and help you grow spiritually and learn the most amazing, life-changing, profound insights from teachers that you may not have ever even noticed or or, or realized were already in your life. The right attitude can help you experience what it's like to be an animal to know what they know, to access their wisdom, to feel their heart and experience their, their, their love, the depth of their love. Or it can block and stop you from hearing what they most need to tell you. It can sabotage your interactions, and it can undermine your relationships and erode the trust between you. And by the way, everything I'm teaching you doesn't just help with animals. It works with the two-leggeds, too. Yeah, as, as humans too. You know when we have relationships that are built on truth and the right attitude, when we know how to listen and be aligned with our intuition, we're more present, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. Um, one of my clients, Jennifer, she retired and she had followed her dream of owning and running a horse farm with her partner. And they wound up rescuing and brought in a new horse, an Amish cart horse, um, gorgeous guy. Um, and mm-hmm. the minute they brought him home, everything went wrong. And it was because they didn't know how to communicate with the herd to prepare them all properly for the new addition. And the new gilding had some serious issues that needed to be resolved. And what happened was all the other horses were upset. They started fighting. They were injuring each other. The older mare, her health was suffering. And all the conflict and the challenges and the frustration and the pain of the situation made Jennifer withdraw. She found herself afraid to ride her horses. She even dreaded going out to the stable. You know, and horses were her life at this point. I mean, they, they were her joy. And it was it was just all broken, you know. She had a dangerous, aggressive gelding. Uh, and even worse, she and her partner started fighting over what to do. And they spent a lot of sleepless nights worrying about the situation. And she was also an artist. Um, and with all the conflict, she couldn't do her work. So <clears throat> all the effort, energy, and time and money she'd put into building her art business all went down the drain, too. And she found herself really heartbroken. Um, she thought the only answer was to get rid of her horse, the new one. But even then, she didn't know how the health and sanity of the remaining herd could be restored or if they would ever be okay again. You know, it got that bad. But when we communicated with the horses, <laughs> we learned that the gelding felt lost. He didn't know why he was there. He didn't have a place or a purpose or a job to do, and the other horses didn't know why he was there either. Um, and she discovered that all the things they'd been trying to do to help the gelding had only made him worse because they hadn't gotten to the root of the problem. So once they connected, everything started changing. They uh they gave him a job to do. Um, they helped. You know, we helped them all understand each other. They started managing him properly, which is a big point. 
and he really became to, he became a joy. Uh, the other horses were calm and happy again, and the old mare, her health improved, and in a really interesting twist. And we didn't focus on this part, but as a result of clearing those issues and and reconnecting, you know, all of them at a heart and mind level, her art business took off almost overnight um, because she had found her joy again. You know, it, it's very cool. Yeah, it's just really cool too how. Um, you know, that something can seem such in chaos and so disarray, but by tuning in, instead of just kind of hammering at the problem yeah. counterintuitively, by tuning in, by using these tools that you're talking about, you can have this tremendous, tremendous shift. Yes, yeah. yes, you can. And so, yeah, so I love the fourth secret. Well, I love all the secrets so far. And I know you're <laughs> going to share with us the fifth secret in a little bit, but I also yeah. wanted to take a moment to just check in and say, like, so you've been talking about the animal communication virtual retreat. And so this retreat will help me learn how to talk with my own animals in in just six hours over a weekend. Um, yeah. So, you know, do you really think that anyone can do this? Like if someone's sitting on this call listening to the recording and they're like, this sounds awesome, but Val has something I don't by a long shot. Yep. Tell us, you know, tell us more. Yep, you got it. Okay, so I um, so want to tell you more about the virtual retreat first, um, but you're absolutely right. Um, I have taught hundreds of people all over the world, and I've learned that if you love animals and you're simply willing to put a bit of time and effort to learn how, then you can do it. And by the way, I offer a guarantee, so it's really a no-risk opportunity. So let me tell people what we're talking about. You know, mm -hmm. There's only so much that I can teach you here in an hour, and that's why I created this program. It's called the Animal Communication System Virtual Retreat, and it's about learning animal communication in one weekend. It, it literally translates down into about six hours. <laughs> I mean, th that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I take everything I know, pretty much everything I know about animal communication, and I created a unique proprietary system so that you can experience how it works for yourself. Um, the, if you want to go to the special web page, you can check it out. It's valheart.com forward slash acsretreat.html. Um, and it, it includes, let me see, let me, let me check here. So in just six hours over one weekend, what you'll do is you're going to learn how to send and receive messages so that talking with animals gets as easy as just chatting with your best friends. And even better, because it's taught in a series of teleclasses, no travel is required. You only need a phone and a computer. Um, and it's the first of its kind anywhere. It's a virtual retreat where you're going to learn all the fundamentals for learning animal communication so you know how it works for all animals at all stages and needs in their life. You'll learn how easy it is to develop your intuitive and telepathic skills, even if you don't think of yourself as psychic. If you love animals, you can do this, I promise. You remember Valkyrie, the mare with a knot in her hip? Well, that kind of problem wouldn't really happen to you because you would know how to connect and heal with her and help her heal and then get back in the game, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> I'll also be teaching you the fastest ways to connect and understand animals. It's literally like flipping a switch so you can hear and understand their thoughts, their wants, and their needs. I'm giving you my very best techniques for resolving behavior and training and performance issues with animals. Remember Jojo, the black Frisian horse, who had turned into such a terror? That wouldn't happen with you because you'd know how to hear his voice to understand his upset and correct the issue before it escalated and somebody got hurt. You'll learn how to work with health issues. So if your animal tells you they're in pain or aren't feeling well, you're going to know the best ways to ease that pain, know where the illness or the problem is coming from, and know what to do best, you know, what, how best to help them. So if you ever worry that your animal needs a vet, you need to find out before you take them if that's really what's wrong, if, it, if they're really in pain, how bad is it, where it's coming from. Uh, Kiki the kitty I worked with was terribly sick. She was vomiting all the time. She was losing weight. She was acting depressed. But fortunately, she was able to tell her human that the problem was the cat food. She couldn't eat the cat food she had been eating. It was making her sick. She didn't need a vet. She needed better food. And so that one simple thing saved her person well over $500 on vet fees and, and tests, which in this case wouldn't have helped much anyway, right? So that's why it's so important. You'll also learn how to connect with animals at the end of their life and connect with them after they've crossed over. How does the retreat work? 
it's four 90-minute teleclasses taught on a Saturday and a Sunday, uh, one class in the morning, one class in the afternoon. You'll have games to play. You'll be able to connect with your fellow students. You also get your own personal copy of the world's first complete animal communication made easy system. It's a home study course. It's valued at 997 And because it's a digital course, you can start learning right away once you sign up. The retreat calls are all recorded, so if you miss a class, you can catch up later. There is a fast action bonus training that's called Awakening Your Inner Guidance System, the fast track system to gain clarity, build confidence, and feel free to have what you really want. It's remarkable training. Um, my students have told me that that one class is worth the entire virtual retreat. Uh, they got so much out of it. Um, there's a lot more information on the site. There's the gold level, the diamond level, and you get two course dates options to, to work with. There are payment plans. Paula, just for your audience, I created a gift coupon. So I hope that's, that's okay with you. I love I'm that. Giving, you, yeah, you're welcome. So I'm giving your audience a $200 coupon. So if you register, you can save another $200 off either the gold or the diamond level. The diamond level, by the way, is a lot more val because you actually get a private session with me and you get a lot of private and personal attention and support during the retreat. So that's the difference. The coupon code is intuition200. You might want to write that down so you don't forget. Intuition200. If you want to do it, go to valhart.com, acsretreat.html, and sign up. No, I'm just so excited about your course, and I can just see from all the stories that you've shared, just, I mean, peace of mind alone, but then just saving, you know, money, time. And, you know, if you're talking larger animals, you're talking about safety, too. Yeah, absolutely, big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, but, but you know, small animals can hurt us too. Well, yes, <laughs> yes, they can. It's just yeah, not, not quite as dramatically. Uh, but, those, uh, those big uh, ones are just so intimidating. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you know, when you know, going back to the secret that you just shared, uh, the fourth secret. You know, I didn't know that I should ask them for help when there's a problem, or that sometimes you know the problem's not with them; it's with me. And it makes total sense and helps explain why the vet can't help us, other people can't help us, the trainers get frustrated. So, so tell us about this fifth secret that you can share that we can use with our animals that will help round us out here today. Uh, so the fifth secret, and this is a really important one, so I'm really glad we've got time for it. Although animals see what's in your mind's eye, they hear what you say, your emotions and your feelings are what provide the critical context for the message that you're trying to tell them. So if your feelings, what you're feeling, doesn't match the story or what you're holding in your mind's eye, then your communication will be garbled and misunderstood. In effect, you're not in alignment and you're not congruent with the story that you're telling them, and that confuses the heck out of them. It also makes them worried and concerned because in the animal world, a being that is incongruent is not trustworthy. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And in the human world, a being that's not too congruent is not too trustworthy either. It's not. Exactly right. And so, you know, when you take the moment to align yourself with what you're trying to say, remember that this is one of my three simple steps to communication. This is a one-way communication. This is you're getting clear about what you want to share, the message that you want to transmit, right? And there's three steps to it. One is you image the story in your mind's eye like you're the fly on the wall watching it happen. Okay, that's one way, right? So you see the story of your dog running into the street and getting hit by a car. Okay, I know that's a graphic one and a painful one, but this is the incredibly important story to tell your dog about why and the consequence of, of why it's so important not to run into the street and why it's important to be wary of cars, right? So we could explore this by discussing it with our animal like you would your child. You know, if you've got your child with you and they're not paying attention and they're running in the street, you're going to grab them and you're going to say, hey, kiddo, you know, here's what could happen if you don't pay attention and learn this, so let me tell you what can happen, right? You do that for your kid. Why wouldn't you do that for your animal who doesn't know 
they don't know. They're in their own world having a great time. They're running and playing and jumping and skipping, right? So you want to take them aside and tell them. So you image the story in your mind. If, if here they are running and playing, blah, 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 run out of the car, run out of the street and they get hit by a car. Now, so that's the story. If you are telling them that story, then that's what you're telling out of your mouth, right? So you'd be telling them the story as you see it in your mind. So you connect those two. And the third and critically important part is to connect your feeling and your emotions to what you're telling them. That's the context. So if you told them that story and you felt lighthearted and happy about it, that'd be a really different story <laughs> than that story and feeling heartbroken and traumatized and sad and pain, right? It's a totally different story. So that's why your emotions are so important. So if you took the time to prepare your animal and tell them about running out into the street and the dangers of it, then they would know that if they did that, that this is what could happen. And, of course, they don't want that to happen. That's not what they want. So then you would tell them the story about how to keep themselves safe. So if you if you get outside the house and, you know, for some reason, I don't know, you're out there and, and um, running around and, and uh, there's a car coming and you're thinking about going in the street and you actually waited, and looked both ways before you crossed the street, <laughs> or maybe you didn't cross the street at all, oh, wouldn't that make you happy? That would make me feel so proud, you know? Do, do you follow me, Paula? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would tell them what to do, what, what, to, what, uh, what to do, and the consequences of what you don't want them to do. So that's a real small example, but you can use this in so many different ways. I know this is a one-way communication. It's about you telling them your message. When you connect to the heart and the mind, you will also begin to intuit some of their responses and to take it deeper, to really learn how to receive information in, in a bigger way. That's something I teach in the virtual retreat in the home study course. So, does it yeah. that help? It does, and, and it's so rich, right? Because we're—I mean, this last step just takes some time to digest. So, yeah. you know, what I'm seeing is that you know I want to show them in my mind's eye, and then I want to feel what I want them to feel, so that what I'm telling them makes sense to them versus say like just screaming my head off like a nut. Yeah. And and I can also say it out loud too, but but in a way that's you know that's congruent and that you know we've pre-paved the way for that communication versus just jumping up and down and it's disconnected and they don't have any idea why you're just nuts. Right. <laughs> What's wrong with mom? I don't know. She's all excited. Yeah. She's sharing yeah. all this conflicting, confusing info to us, but we don't know really what's important. And by the way, they're going to look to what you're feeling to know what's important. That's their number one clue about what's important. Mm -hmm. Then they look into your mind's eye to see what you're thinking about. And then they're going to follow your voice in that order. Yeah, that's a really important distinction for sure. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so I think you shared some of this already, but you know, just share with us again why you're Gesundheit, why you're so passionate about helping people learn how to communicate with animals. Yeah, a, a wise mentor once told me that the key to finding your passion is to look at your rants. What do you rant about? What gets you upset? What's your pet peeve? No pun intended. <laughs> um, what do you want to shout from the rooftops? What do you wish everyone on the planet knew? And for me, my rant is the fact that animals have a voice, and we need to take the time to hear them, to respect them, to understand their unique wisdom, because they're often our best teachers and our healers. You know, and Paula, the truth is it really hurts my heart to know that they are mistreated, they're misunderstood, and often they even lose their lives because through no fault of their own, their, their humans simply didn't take the time to listen. They're, they were blind and deaf. They didn't take the time to hear them, to honor their voice, their wisdom, and their purpose. So there are yeah. things you, that we do every day that impact them negatively and that impact them positively. So just like a child needs to have a voice to say what they need, your animals need to be able to tell you that too. And if you don't listen, what choice do they have other than to become aggressive or dangerous or act out or express themselves in frustration, you know, or just get depressed, you know, and get sick? Yeah. Um, and that leads to animals being put down or gotten rid of, which is completely avoidable and to me is really unacceptable. Absolutely, 
And um, yeah, so I, I just want to thank you again for being a part of this, being a part of this event, because I think what you shared today is just so critical for communicating with your animals and just in relationship to other people. And what you can notice is as you build your relationship with your animals, how that, in this way, how that will actually start to shift the way your relationships are with other people, with clients, with customers, with all kinds of things. Yes. You know, I, if your heart is calling you to this work, then don't wait. If you're tired of struggling with your animal or your family or your workplace, then do it. You know, you wouldn't believe the number of people who come to me every day when they finally got the message that something's wrong with their animal. And sometimes it's simply too late to help them recover, all because their human missed all the messages that their animal had been trying to tell them. You know, every day that passes without our being able to understand them can wind up costing us big, you know. So, yeah, yeah. and once you learn how, Honestly, the fun and the magic of it is that your world will never be the same. This is true. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you again, and thanks to everyone who's, who's been here. And very, very special offer that Val has created for all of you because it, it just sounds like a fabulous course, and what a, you know, what a generous gift in the discount as well. So I thank you for that. Thank you, Paula. I love sharing my heart with you today, and I hope that you take the tips and the secrets I've given you to, and go practice and play with it and see what happens. You yeah, know, we'll see what Copper thinks about this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen to your heart and uh, and see what what changes. And if you're if you're in for the game, if you're ready to develop your intuition by having your animals teach you, then come sign up and let's play. Let's play together. It's gonna be a great time. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks so much, and uh, right. wishing you all a great day. Take care. Thank you. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye, Paula.